Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here with episode 211 of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank all of you for being here with me today. And today we have a hand from a $1,000 buy-in sit-and-go that takes place every month at Stone's Gambling Hall. So, let's go through some hands from it. Um, in this hand, we have an under-the-gun raise playing 80 big blinds deep. The blinds are currently 500,000. RG3 opens under the gun with pocket jacks, and then David O in second position elects to just call with ace-king. This may look a little bit weak, but I definitely like just calling early position raisers with your whole range, or nearly all of your range, because if you re-raise this ace-king and the under-the-gun player elects to four-bet, you are not loving life. You're going to find that ace-king has something about like 40% equity against a four-betting range, and with 40% equity you should be folding very often, but you don't really want to fold ace-king, and you're going to find that if your opponent is reasonable, you have to be very cautious from early positions. So I like the call from ace-king with an 80-ish big blind stack. Now, Megacon calls in under the gun plus three with eight-seven of diamonds, which I think is fine, just trying to flop a good hand. And then John R. elects to call the big blind as well with nine-seven of clubs, which seems great. Flop comes queen of clubs, nine of diamonds, six of clubs. So, John, who defended the big blind, has a flush draw and middle pair, and everyone else has not a whole lot. Uh, Megacon has an open-ended straight draw and backdoor flush draw, so I guess that actually is a thing. So, I like a check from the 9-7 of clubs in the big blind to see what develops. Pocket Jacks checks as well. It's a very clear marginal made hand. I think that's a good check. And David O, with ace-king, by far the worst hand here, decides to bet... And I do not like a bet at all with ace-king in this spot because it is highly likely that someone yet to act has something. And whatever their something is, it has you in marginal shape. So this is a spot where ace-king should just check and be content to give it up. So uh, David did bet small. If you are going to bet with ace-king here, you probably want to bet on the smaller side. He did bet 4,500, so that's good. Um, the eight-seven of diamonds decides to call, which I think is also perfectly fine. That is an open-ended straight draw and backdoor flush draw. You don't really need to raise that hand. And now, back around to the small blind, 9-7 of clubs decides to call as well with the pair and flush draw, which I think is also good. You may elect to raise with 9-7 of clubs if you think you can make your opponents fold out top pairs. From what I've seen at Stone's Gambling Hall, people don't really like folding top pairs. But if you think you can make them fold the top pairs, it may make sense to make it 23k in this spot and then just not fold. So, gets back around to pocket jacks, which is a clearly marginal made hand, and even getting a great price, I think it should just fold. And the reason I think it should fold is because you are crushed by a queen, and the draws all have plenty of equity against you. Instead, though, pocket jacks decides to raise to 18,500, 14,000 more. Oh, goodness. I'm trying to even think of a good reason to do this. Well, the logic here is that if you raise, you're going to make all of your opponents fold out their marginal stuff. And maybe he thinks that because the flop bet was so small, 4,500 into a 12,000 pot, and no one raised, that the players all must have marginal stuff. Maybe that is good logic. Maybe it's not. I personally don't read too much into bet sizing unless I know a lot about my opponents. And it's important to realize that me reviewing this hand for you now. I was not at this table. I don't know what these players are doing, and I'm not an egomaniac, so I'm not going to tell you that I think I know what these players are doing or what their general strategies are. But maybe RG3 knows 
that when the player at Ace King bets, David O, when he bets, he bets big with his good hands and small with his junk. Okay. Maybe he knows that Megacon calls with his marginal stuff and raises with his premium hands. Okay. Maybe he knows the same thing about John R. So this is a situation where if you know a ton about your opponents, maybe it does make sense to put in this raise, but uh, jacks are not really the hand for it. And I think that really you're either best off calling or folding with the jacks. I'd much prefer a raise with a bluff or with a queen or better. So 14,000 more to call. Should the eight, seven of diamonds peel? Well, it, I think it probably should. You don't love it. The ace king obviously folded for those watching or for those not watching this. If you're not watching this, you can watch it at jonathanlillipoker.com slash WPH. Um, for 14,000 more, once you call, the pot's going to go up to about 60,000. You have to assume you're going to have some implied odds if a five comes, and you may be able to bluff if a club comes. So I definitely think the eight, seven should call, but it just folds. Now back around to the nine, seven of clubs, which is middle pair, backdoor, middle pair, flush draw, and backdoor straight draw. It's a fun spot. Um, I would presume that when you get check raised here, you're against a really strong range of mostly sets and like over pairs and even just good draws, I guess. But I don't think you can justify folding. Here, again, you'll be able to bluff on some cards. Like a king is a card that is very ripe for bluffing because Jack tends an obvious hand for you. Same thing for an eight. Maybe a five and a, a club gives you a really good hand. So I think you definitely need to call or... You could even consider going all in. Notice that RG3, who raised, only has 62,000 behind after putting in his 18,000 raise. So if you shove, if your opponent ever folds, that is a huge success. And your opponent may even fold out something like a better flush draw, which would be a great success, right? You're making those, you're taking a lot of hands that have a ton of equity against you and making them fold for an all in. And clearly here, well, I say clearly, I don't know what RG3 is going to do with his jacks. Maybe he snaps it off. But I would assume that the pocket jacks would find a fold. And obviously that would be great too. So this is a spot where I think with 9-7 of clubs, you should either call because you're getting good pot, good enough pot odds and your hand is good. As we see here, it has a whopping 40% equity, even taking into account, even, uh, taking into account that a lot of the clubs are dead, which obviously you can't know in game. And... That hand is just way too strong to fold. So uh, the 9-7 of clubs did fold somewhat quickly, and I think that is a giant mistake. You will see a lot of players who just refuse to play reasonably large pots without a strong made hand. And it's important to realize here, this hand may not be worthy of an all-in. I think it probably is. But it's definitely good enough to stick around. However, he just folded, and uh, the pocket jack somehow wins this hand. Don't quite know how it happened. But hey, sometimes it happens. That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you enjoy this new format where we're going over other people's hands and the format where you can see me if you're watching this video, let me know. If you don't want to see me, well, tough luck. I'm probably going to be here for a while. And um, yeah, good luck in your games. Enjoy yourselves. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next time.